Hello everyone, I'm Brownie. This is my show, Culture Armistice. Thanks for tuning in. Um, last time I, I wasted some time telling you that I was, uh, I felt the 30 minute format I've been doing is kind of oppressive uh, and I wasn't going to do it anymore. Then I went ahead and talked for 30 minutes. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on now. I don't know how long this will go today. Anyway, so a recurring problem I have from based on this podcast and, you know, just based on my life in general is I, I spend a lot of time criticizing liberals. And my wife keeps pointing this out to me. I don't know if she thinks I'm a closet Rush Limbaugh or something. Um, and I've sort of tried to explain this before, my reasoning. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure how successful I was. So, uh, the reason I spend a lot of time criticizing the general liberal worldview is because, as I've said before, I used to be a liberal. I called myself a liberal. I was a card-carrying socialist at one point. In fact, that's the only political party I've ever been a member of, was the Socialist Party of the United States. So, I have a lot of sympathy for that their worldview. And actually, when it comes down to what what I think is the key, the difference, the main differentiating factor between the conservative and the liberal worldview, and, you know, maybe you disagree with this, and I haven't thought about it too hard, but it seems to me that it's about where, what the basis of morality is, or something like that. It seems to me that, that uh, liberals, people who call themselves liberals, base their morality on empathy, sort of, or trying to uh, understand uh, other people. Now, regardless of how successful you think they are at that, it seems to be the basis for things they do. That's why they are into, uh, you know, fairness, uh, equality of outcomes, and things like that, things that I criticize. Uh, whereas conservatives, uh, their morality seems to come more from rules, so like from religious rules, or from uh, tradition, you know, more rigid stuff like that. And, um, you know, like, I frequently hear, well, not frequently, but the only people I ever hear claiming, making claims like, there's no morality without religion, you know, those are conservative people who say that. And so I feel like that's where they get their morality from, or their ethics. Is I can't remember the difference between morals and ethics. Um, anyway, so my point is I, I have no connection at all to the conservative uh, sense of morals there. There's like an announcement happening outside. Um, whereas I do with the liberal source of morals. And so I have a lot of sympathy for the liberal perspective. I just have a lot of problems with 
their diagnoses of problems and with their solutions for problems. And a lot of that is what I, I tend to try to comment on on this show. And, you know, at this, also, I just, I don't, I just don't understand conservatives. I, I, I don't know very many. I know some, but, you know, the vast majority of people in my life are liberal. And most of the people I grew up with, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, my parents are lifelong Democrats. Uh, if that counts as liberal, I don't know. So I just, I feel like I understand the mind of the liberal, whereas the mind of the conservative is a total uh, black box to me. So really, when I say their morals come from, you know, religious rules and traditional rules, I don't know. I just, I don't feel qualified to talk about them. That's another reason I don't talk about them so much. Um, and, you know, for another reason, coming from a liberal background, being an ex-liberal, I have spent many, many years pointing out all the ridiculous stuff conservatives do and say. And, you know, it's, I kind of think it's just too easy to do that. So I have moved on. And, as another thing, I really am working out a lot of the ideas and thoughts I had moving out of being a liberal, a mainstream liberal, into a whatever I am now, which I actually still consider myself a liberal, classical liberal, I guess. Um, but, I, you know, I, I just, I always thought that to be liberal meant to respect individual choices. And I bet that if you're a liberal, you, you do think that right now. But it's not. It's not. At least not modern mainstream liberalism. They, the modern mainstream liberal uh, situation is very much about limiting individual choice. Now, it's true, they talk a good game about, uh, you know, not... Uh, or they talk about staying out of the bedroom, that sort of thing. Uh, so yes, it's true, liberals are more friendly towards choosing your uh, spouse, if you're gay. Um, but I bet most liberals are not in favor of multi-party marriages, uh, multiple wives and one dude, multiple husbands, one wife, Multiple husbands and wives? I personally don't see any reason why those can't be marriages. Any uh, group of consenting adults should be able to get married as far as I'm concerned. I don't really care. It doesn't affect me. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, it's true. Liberals are more into individual liberty and choice when it comes to gay marriage. Uh, they say... They're more into individual liberty when it comes to drugs. Uh, liberal policy and laws haven't really reflected that up until recently. Now we've got some movement on the uh, marijuana legalization front. But, you know, still, almost any liberal you talk to is going to say, oh yeah, maybe marijuana should be legal, but uh, heroin should be illegal. Cocaine, illegal. And I... 
personally, I don't see why. People want to take drugs, who cares? Doesn't affect you. Just like marijuana doesn't affect you. Just like alcohol doesn't affect you. You know, unless someone gets drunk and punches you. But in that case, it's assault, not alcoholism that's affecting you. Alright, so in those two areas, liberals talk a good game about individual choice. And, you know, they have mixed results on actually following through with it. Uh, but... The main problem I've found that I have as I've grown uh, is that the liberal, modern liberals only have one solution for problems, and it's more laws, more regulation, more oversight, which basically just boils down to more power for them. So just give, give us the power and we will help all of you unfortunate, less intelligent, less wise people live a harmonious life. We know what's good for you. And actually, this is something you will hear liberals say quite often, that people are fooled into voting against their own interests. And this is like a rationalization for why sometimes Republicans or conservatives win elections, is that the people are too dumb to know what they need, so they vote for the Republicans who are just trying to swindle them. Um... Right, so it's this type of attitude that I just, I can't get on board with. First of all, I don't think people are that stupid. I think any individual person that you pick out on the street knows much better than you do what is best for that person. No contest. Second of all, even if that person didn't know what was best for them, you have no right to tell them. Look, the only, the only thing you truly control in this world is your body. You own your body. No one else has a greater claim to your body than you do. This is why slavery is impossible. Immoral. I guess it's possible, but not ethically possible. Um, so... Even you have the right to do whatever you want with your body, uh, as long as you don't infringe someone else's right to do what they want with their body. That, that's it, you know? So if you want to destroy your body by smoking, or uh, doing drugs, or whatever, that's your choice. Now, if you want to convince someone not to do these things, then by all means, do it. Have uh, public service announcements and, you know, hand out flyers. But you can't stop them. You can't stop them. And, you know, this, like, lately, uh, junk food has really come into the, the crosshairs, it seems. Like, a lot of the more liberal-run uh, cities and things are outlawing large sodas and things like that. In fact, didn't Berkeley just outlaw... Something? Was it soda? Just all soda? Or something ridiculous like that? Um, this is just totally ridiculous to me. Like, I, I am not... I have... I cannot relate at all to someone who thinks it's a good idea to outlaw soda. Or to outlaw large soda. 
This is just, this is something, I think liberals have gone off the deep end with this. I can't relate to that. So, like I said, I, I can't relate at all to conservatives, really, but one thing that I do like about the conservative, conservative ideology is that there is room in their ideology for less government. Now, I know it sort of is like a catchphrase, like probably if you're a liberal, it reminds you of Ronald Reagan, you know, no government or whatever. I can't do it. <laughs> Ronald Reagan. But, uh, you know, it, it doesn't matter. They, they have twisted that term to the point where I, it sounds ridiculous to me too, but it's a good, it's a good idea, you know? Like, you don't need oversight for every single aspect of your life. You just, you don't need it. I don't need, especially, it's especially ridiculous to think it's like, you know, if it's a federal oversight, it's these people thousands of miles away that I've never met in my life. Uh, why, why do they get any say in my life? I mean, why? It, it just, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't get on board with that. Uh, and that's the main problem I have right now with liberals. So like I said, I, I feel connected to the source, what I consider to be the source of liberal morals. But I cannot, I just can't get on board with the way they diagnose problems and the way they solve problems. I can't do it. So, that brings me to one thing that I think liberals are misguided on, and that is corporations and their relationship to the government. Uh, so, this is a problem I had, actually. So, I had for a while been convinced that the only ethical way to organize an economy would be a free market, meaning... All transactions that happen are voluntary. Uh, yeah, all transactions voluntary, no exceptions. That's that's the only ethical way to have an economy, right? But I was always concerned. Yeah, but you can't do that because then the corporations will take over and they'll have all the money and all the power, and we need the government to stop that from happening. And this is, I mean, this is something I can guarantee basically everyone who's liberal thinks something like that. At least I've never met a liberal who didn't think that. Um, and I understand why. I mean, that's a scary thought, right? To have, like, ExxonMobil ruling the world or, or whatever. That's no fun. Um, the thing is, and the thing that eventually got me out, out of there is that I realized that corporations are not possible. Well, okay, hold on. For, first of all, let's not even talk about that. Let's talk about the reality. Right now we have a corporate capitalist system where corporations sort of have a lot of power, right? And that's true and that's bad. So I found uh, this really good quiz. It's called the World's Easiest Economics Quiz. I found it online. It has two questions. And they're both multiple-choice questions. And the first question says, The government blank corporations. The government blank 
corporations. Now there are some answer choices, A through K, and I'll read them to you. A. Charters. B. Grants personhood to. C. Mandates sales for. D. Creates price floors for. E. Regulates industries to eliminate competition for. F. Allows former employees to regulate their own. G. Responds to lobbying by. H. Bails out. I. Subsidizes. J. Is comprised of politicians whose campaigns are financed by. And K. All of the above. I think you know the answer. Now the second question is, therefore, corporations are best policed by blank. Two answer choices. A. The government. B. None of the above. So, I really like this quiz because it's a good way to list all the ways in which government is beholden to corporations and not to you or me. Uh, I mean, come on. <laughs> Who cares what you say about anything or what I say? Nobody cares. Government doesn't care. They care about what the entities who pay for their re-election say. Am I clipping here? I'm not sure. Uh, sorry, I don't know if that was a really loud sound. Anyway, um, so yeah, this is a good list of all the ways in which government and corporations are in cahoots. Um, and this is just like reality right now. This is what we have. Corporate capitalism, where the government completely supports and helps out corporations, and corporations pay handsomely for that help. Well, uh, I know that some people, the solution to that is to get money out of politics or something along those lines, but I, I hope you know that if you just took money completely out of politics, there would be uh, no way to elect anyone but the incumbent, I think. I mean, even now, if you spend a bunch of money uh, against an incumbent in an office, you still are probably going to lose. Um... So I don't think that's a really good solution. Oh man, I should talk about the corporate personhood thing, maybe. Uh, okay, yeah, no, we'll go later on that. Anyway, so that's the system we have right now. We have a corporate capitalist system where the people in power don't care about you. You're nothing to them. Uh, okay, but besides that, the fact of the matter is, the government, even theoretically, isn't there to protect you from corporations. It's not there. Because the fact of the matter is, and this is, as far as I'm concerned, irrefutable. Corporations cannot exist without a government. They're a total creation of the government. I mean, really, first of all, just the process of incorporation is a legal thing that's... Uh, you know, made into reality by the government. 
So, like, literally, the, a corporation can't exist without a government. But besides that, uh, all of the things that make it a corporation can't exist without a government. Or they can exist, but they wouldn't be economically viable. So what I mean by that is, uh, well, first of all, I don't know where to start. Okay. Uh, like I said, no, okay. First of all, let's start with transportation. Okay. A lot of people have a problem with, uh, like, Walmart and big box stores like that. Well, the thing is, the reason that this business model is so efficient and uh, so ruthlessly efficient to the point where they can put local producers out of business, or local uh, sellers out of business, I mean, why, how is, do we live in a world where a giant corporation is able to out-compete everyone in their local market everywhere on earth. How is that possible? I'll tell you how it's possible. It's possible because their cost to build transport infrastructure has been completely socialized and subsidized by the government. So it all starts with the uh, rail lines, which were, man, you guys, you should read the history of how the railroads were, were built. It's just uh, story after story of stolen land, uh, enclosures of, you know, tracts of land, and kicking people out, and keeping people out, and uh, incentivizing uh, large uh, players to have more carrying capacity, and just all... I mean, I can't go into all of it right now, I don't have that much time, but if you're interested, you should read about it, because it's pretty crazy. Anyway, the uh, the existent or the uh, build building of the railroads really was the beginning of making you know long haul transport affordable. I mean, it made an easy way for you to get products from you know point A to point B on the other side of the country. And this is like transportation that would have to be funded by a corporation itself, you know, in a free market system. But in this system, we have the government stepping in, taking money forcibly from everyone in the country, in the form of taxes, and then building this transport for corporations to use. So, uh, you know, it's similar with the uh, interstate highway system. Like, 99% of all damage to highways is done by uh, big rigs, which are, you know, of course, shipping... Uh, stuff around to be sold in various places uh, but we still are taxed as just regular drivers so we're really funding the big rig shipments for the corporate so this is another thing that a corporation would have to pay for um, in addition like the whole uh, uh, air network was really uh, created in a similar way by the government, and, uh, you know, uh, jumbo jets wouldn't be uh, economically viable either if it weren't for the fact that they had, like, uh, surplus mold, dye molds or whatever from uh, building heavy bombers and stuff during the war. Uh, but again, these are all, I mean, I'm just touching on stuff here. This is like a whole rabbit hole you have to go down. And I'll expand on it more as we go, but my, my point here is that 
there's just so many ways that the government used its monopoly on force to take money from just you and me and whoever was alive back then and give it to corporations to help make them profitable. Um, I shouldn't have started with that. I should have started with intellectual property. Of course, there's the whole business of intellectual property, and I'm making uh, air quotes when I say property, because intellectual property is not a thing. It's not possible. And the only part, the only reason it exists now is to keep out competitors for corporations. I mean, you know, intellectual property makes it so that uh, some giant corporation based in the States can outsource its uh, manufacturing to wherever, but then it has the right intellectual property rights to, to these products. So no one else can take those, uh, that technology, right? They have to take everything they manufacture and give it to a corporation and the corporation can then sell it at a gigantic markup uh, because there's it's an artificial scarcity that's being created by intellectual property. So instead of having just anyone who, f who knows how to build something be able to build it, you have one entity who can do it, and no one else, all competitors are kept out, and this is another thing that's not possible in a free market, right? I mean, it's, you know, Microsoft doesn't come to your house and arrest you if you use a pirated copy of Windows. The government comes to your house and arrests you if you use a pirated copy of Windows. I mean, they probably don't arrest you, but, you know, you get the point. Corporations aren't enforcing this stuff. The government is enforcing this stuff at the behest of corporations. Um, yeah, okay, so... Man, how am I... Anyway, uh... So this is where I, I just have a problem with this. We say, oh, corporations have too much power. But the, the corporations are only possible if you have this group of people who have a monopoly on force, who are allowed to use guns and throw people in cages, uh, like mandating sales for, basically, creating price floors, which, by the way, I think that was a, a uh, part of the uh, antitrust legislation. They, like, uh, created price floors uh, for certain industries. Uh, well, I can't look it up right now, but something like that happened. Anyway, you know, history is replete with these uh, stuff like this. So, it's just, it's really misguided, really misguided to say, oh, we need the government to protect us from corporations. Because the government, first of all, doesn't care about you. Second of all, the government created the corporations. Third of all, corporations and government work together to screw you. Uh, by the way, I'm not defending corporations. I think they're terrible. But again, it's like a, an artificial thing. I know, I have no doubt, that if there were no government, there would be no corporations. It's just not possible. It's not possible. Monopolies... Also, oh, okay, so this is why I guess people think you need to have government to keep someone, because in a free market, someone would form a monopoly, and then that would be bad, and you need to break up the monopoly. Well, that's just another misguided view, I think. Um, 
first of all, it would be much more difficult to form a monopoly in a really free market because you don't have, like I said, intellectual property. You don't have subsidized uh, transport. You don't have, uh, you know, eminent domain giving you free property. Uh, you don't have, you know, political connections uh, siphoning uh, contract, government contracts to you. and uh, You don't have regulations keeping out competitors. Oh, by the way, that's another thing. So, uh, like, license, occupational licensing, and uh, that is another thing that uh, is not... It's not there for your, your safety. It's there for corporation safety. It's there to make it expensive for small players to get started in an industry. That's what occupational licensing is for. People can decide on their own if they want to pay someone for a service. They don't need this licensing. All the licensing does is help out the corporations. All these regulations and licensing, the corporate leaders are in the room while they're making these laws. You know, they're they're telling, they have input into these laws being formed. That's why they like this stuff, man. It keeps out the competition. Anyway, I gotta stop. It's Culture Armistice. I'm Brownie. Bye.